two play Tommy steals the show. It only took him two plays, Andy. I like that. That's it. You like that? Two play, two play Tommy. Tommy. One, two, three for Illinois. Crazy. Isaiah Williams. All right. Oh. You following me here? And you could even go zero, one, two, three. How about Good. that? I like that. Josh McCray, Isaiah Williams, Chase Brown, yeah. Tommy DeVito. Now I'm with you. Yeah. How about now that? I'm with you. <laughs> Welcome to the WCIA 3 in 1 pod. Illinois beats Wyoming in the week zero season opener 38 to 6. It was convincing. It could have been a whole lot more than that had Illinois picked off some passes, returned them back for some touchdowns. A great showing in week zero for Illinois. I think they like this week zero kind of thing, Bryce. Another win after beating Nebraska last year in week zero. They come out and they put a whomping on Wyoming. Yeah, I think we're going to see another week zero game maybe next year. I think this is maybe Bilma's thing. I think he likes it now. <laughs> yeah, get a head start on training camp, and he gets a head start, more importantly, on Wyoming, or on Indiana for next week coming in. And I think that holds a lot of value. I think he likes this, and, and now they have a game underneath their belt. And I think for guys uh, like Tommy DeVito – coming into a new offense, even for Barry Lunny Jr., the offensive coordinator, now they have this to base off of. The coach is always saying it's cliche, and we're going to hear Brett Bielema say it on Monday during his press conference. Yeah, the, the biggest gains from week one to week two, well, it's, they're probably right in that sense, but I think this is significant that now Illinois has all of this momentum going in when Indiana hasn't played a game yet. Yeah, and I think I would just – Going through that thought process, you have to imagine, and I have to think that Bielema thinks this too, that the gain that you get out of playing week zero, getting ahead, that extra start, like you said, outweighs your week one opponent, because it's the college football week one, having tape on you. Because then you knock the rust off, you get out there on Friday at Indiana, and yeah, they may have seen you, and you may have to give away some secrets and things like that, but... You're already kind of in that rhythm uh, of this season and everything like that. You get the first game jitters out of the way. Now you're just into the season. So when I think about it, I think that outweighs anything else. And I think that could be one of the more important parts of the game today for the entire season, you know, besides just the win. And it's a win that they needed to, you know, possibly go to a bowl game. But just getting into that rhythm and then actually you're in the season now. It's official. We're in college football season. And Illinois is one of a dozen, two dozen teams who can say that right now, which gives you an advantage and a step ahead, you know, more so than having teams having tape on you. Yeah, it feels say. great to have college football back. Illinois only needs 41 seconds, two plays to go down the field and score. They made it look really easy. And the thing that stuck out to me is we spent all offseason talking about this new tempo or temp pro offense for the Illini and they come out and the first play from scrimmage is 38 yards from Chase Brown the next play goes for that touchdown at 14 yards and we're thinking hey this is pretty easy yeah Illinois is going to come out and do some things and the next three to four possessions were not that but the fact that they showed they can do that in my eyes Bryce goes a long way and it's got to give this team a ton of confidence to know that even if it's a group of five team in the Cowboys that they were able to click early 
I mean, I think it just set the tone for the game. They were already really hyped to be there. You know, you're at your home game, first game of the year. You know, your fans are there, everything. But then to get a touchdown two plays into the game, I think that just kind of set the standard a little bit for, like, how their mentality was going to be for the rest of the game. Like, they were going to come out, and they weren't going to go down without a fight. So, and they didn't really have too much of a fight. But, I mean, I think that just kind of set their mentality, and they were hyped. I mean, you saw Chase Brown get in trouble for spiking the ball after. They were just excited to be out there today, and I think that it showed, and that's why they got – how many more? Four or five more touchdowns? Math, math, four touchdowns? Uh, five um, touchdowns. Five total. touchdowns. Okay, thank you. Um, but I and I think that shows when you come out like hot and ready to play. You mentioned that 38-yard run to start the game on, and I know we're going to talk about Chase Brown. We're going to talk about the running game. We have to. <laughs> I just want to shout out the beef on the offensive line for giving him that that opening, not just on that play, but for the whole game. And you could say they they might have had an, an easy assignment. Uh, I had read and had verified earlier this week that the Illinois offensive line had 50 pounds on the Wyoming defensive line. Wow. That is a big difference in, in yeah. beef in the trenches. So they paved the way for Chase Brown, and not just on that first play, but for the whole game. And uh, that was one of the reasons why Illinois won. Yeah, and the offensive line, I thought, overall played really well. And it's it's hard to argue with that when Illinois throws up 260 net yards rushing. Yeah. Uh, you know, they and that's what they've done. You know, when they're averaging 6.3 yards per per run, you're going to do some good things there. Run the ball 41 times. And overall, I, I can't complain. And I thought Jordan Slaughter got a lot of time. I was a little bit surprised yeah. to see that, you know, in places I Chrysler. I don't know what the snaps would be. I'd be curious to see yeah. that. But – I felt like it was almost equal time in that sense. It there seemed like there were a few drives where Slaughter came in there for Chrysler. I remember uh, the second touchdown. So you talked about that big layoff between the first score and the second score uh, midway through the second quarter. It seemed like they really focused on running the ball that drive, and it ended with that 11-yard rush by Chase Brown. Slaughter was in there the whole drive. So maybe they think of him as more of like a run-blocking kind of guy where Chris, Chrysler is a – Pass blocking guy. That's remains to be seen, but it's just something yeah. that I observed when you when you brought up. Yeah, slaughter. and usually you just don't switch linemen. Right? Yeah, and, that, and that is five. Yeah, very unique. It. So I, you know, maybe yeah. they want to see who that guy. I was going to say, Bielma said earlier in the week that he wanted to have him in and get him some reps. So I guess I mean he did sure. it. So I guess he maybe wanted to see what he can do. And that tells me that they probably have six then that they feel really good about if injuries do happen. Yeah. And we'll talk about some injuries in the game coming up. Uh, but you can't argue with Chase Brown. My story that was on air on WCIA tonight was like, hey, all the talk in the offseason was the quarterback. And rightfully so. Tommy DeVito goes 37 or 27 for 37, 194 and two touchdowns. I thought he was fine. He, he did what he needed to do. There was some throws that were not good, but he did throw the ball away. That was what impressed me as yeah. well. We haven't seen a lot of quarterbacks do that. They've tried to do too much in, in the last several years. And he did. He just threw it away, recognized that it wasn't there, throw the ball away, live to play another down and move on. And his efficiency was 135 plus. Like if you're going to get that out of an Illinois quarterback, this team is going to do very, very well. And it's not going to be that every game. But, you know, I thought Tommy overall was very poised. And when you complement that with a Chase Brown going for 151 <laughs> and when you have the abilities of Josh McCray in the passing game as well for both of those guys, run and pass game, it makes Tommy's job a whole lot easier. Yeah, and you bring up that he, he, he played fine. He did the things he needed to do. He was good on a couple of those throws. And Brett Bielema brought up afterwards 
that you, the way that Wyoming was playing defense, they were we were sitting back a lot, which I think we can kind of gather from the box score. A lot of rushing yards and not as many passing, even if they if it was efficient passing. Uh, you never like it when your QB's yardage for a game starts with a one. You know, they call yeah. it the, the Mendoza line in baseball, 200. Right. You kind of want to hit that as a QB just in a game. Uh, Especially but, when you're throwing 37 times. Exactly. You know, right. his, his passing yards per attempt isn't going to be great, but it seemed like that's just kind of what Wyoming was giving him. And he was able to make the plays when things did open up. I think his longest pass was a 20-plus yarder to Pat Bryant down the sideline. Really good placement on that one. And, you know, you're completing 73% of your passes, no interceptions, two touchdowns. He did exactly what he needed to today. And there's not much more you could have asked Tommy to do, I don't think, in this one. Yeah, 7.1 yards per completion. Not great, but also not terrible. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I liked how they also got the ball in playmakers' hands. You look at all the guys that touched the ball today, and it got a little bit out of hand, you know, at the end there when you got a lot of secondary guys coming in. We're not going to necessarily see that. But, Bryce, I really liked how if, – if we just take a, a good look at, okay, Chase Brown, Josh McCray in, in the running game, they also got involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to count that as like a secondary there. When you look at a Pat Bryant, uh, Brian Hightower, Isaiah Williams, Casey Washington, Jonah Morris, um, Titans didn't do a lot today. So that that's nine, ten guys that are touching the ball, and we didn't see that last year. So that is something that I was very encouraged by is just how adaptable the offense was to getting different guys the ball. Getting different guys the ball, but also getting kind of the same group the ball. It, like, we you know, we got Chase touched the ball the whole game, basically. But yeah. I, they were getting it into the hands of people that should be on the field and make things happen. And so I think that was also good. They kind of were doing, I don't know, just being able to get it to the right people kind of. And But it is nice, like you said, we had running backs catching the ball and being able to kind of go out on the wing there basically and get it. And so I think that was really nice that we were able to have more openings for Tommy. And Tommy also mentioned the O-line also helped him have so much time. He didn't get sacked at all. So he's like, I had so much time. So that also helps. You know, you have a lot of people open and then you have a lot of time to throw the ball. That's going to help you a lot. Yeah. And his offensive (laughs) line was not good at Syracuse overall. (laughs) So he was just joking that he thought this was the first time adding to what Bryce was saying there that in his college career that he's never been sacked. Like, Probably. First time yeah. ever. It's wild. He didn't get hit a lot either, and I think that's yeah. compliments to the offensive line, and, and he looked comfortable in the pocket. What did you make of Barry Lunny Jr.'s offense, the play design, the way that he was getting guys open and his kind of plan, like we were talking about, getting the hands into the playmakers? Isaiah Williams had 11 targets. you know, And that's where I thought it should be. Exactly. Isaiah Williams should be getting double-digit targets mm-hmm. or touches if you want to consider like swing passes or, or you know, yeah. handoffs or, or whatever there. He should have been getting this all along. That's and correct. That's yes. part of the reason why Tony Peterson doesn't have a job is because he did not get the ball into his playmakers' hands. I thought the tight ends should have got more in that today involved in it, but they, they did get some targets and were not able to hang on to some balls. Uh, you know, Luke Ford doesn't have a catch today. Tip Ryman only had one, missed one right off his helmet yeah. in like the very early first quarter. Um, you know, but yeah, like, okay, Isaiah Williams, you're going to get seven receptions. He was targeted more than that. Um, I thought Brian Hightower showed what he was yeah. capable of today once again. We saw more of the old 2020. And it doesn't have to be like this 
you know, 15 plus yard pass play. Like these were quick hitter things that I enjoyed in that sense. That just what I call move the sticks, just continue to pick up four, five, six yards keep third down manageable and it's amazing how much easier offense is i I mean that's what i came away from the offense today it didn't feel like it was a death sentence when it got to third down yeah this year compared to last year like it felt like when you get into the short third and and manageable we'll call it sure and they were seven of 16 on third down wyoming one of 12 seven of 16 is not like outstanding but it's also not terrible seems better than it was last year yeah, so, I mean, usually when they was third down today, you kind of felt like, oh, okay, they have a good chance of getting this. Like, yeah. not, not like, oh, okay, it's going to go to Wyoming now, we're going to punt. You know, it, it, it was the first time you were like, oh, you know, they might they might get it here. Sorry to Tony Peterson. I didn't feel that last year. I, and I, this is, again, I'm talking as my, I'm, you know, not a football expert. I, you know, didn't play the game at this level. But just as a feeling watching it, you I feel like you get a better sense of, you know, there's a chance they can make a play here and keep this drive going. And those are the kind of things that make your offense better year over year. Not just the play design, but like the actual execution of those plays in the right moments like that. Yeah, I think that's really important. And I think that'll evolve. What I really want to see is is what it looks like next week at Indiana. Mm-hmm. What things are added in, what wrinkles, what things they didn't show today I, I have to believe there's more yeah. that they didn't show today that we're going to see next week at Indiana. So I think that'll be the next step. Let's talk about the defense. Uh, before we get to that, though, the, the injuries, though. Uh, Josh McCray's injury, I was on the field, did not look good. No weight on his knee when he was coming off. Looked like a knee to me. The doctors and trainers on the field there were doing the old knee test, and, and he had no weight on that. Did come out of the medical tent, had ice on his knee. I mean, Bielema said he didn't think it was anything detrimental. I don't know. I always just think worst case scenario and those types of things. He's. I, I would be shocked if he plays next week. Yeah. That way. And I don't want to speculate on what the injury no. could be. But, like, if you're leaving the field, you can't put much weight on it. Walk. In six days, I have a hard time you're going to be out there cutting again. And I think that this running back room has enough depth where they could absorb that for one week against Indiana. And I know how important yeah. this game is for – possible bull chances this season this is really one of the ones that you want to get to six but the way that they're talking about it I'm with you Brett I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play because the way that he talked about Isaiah Williams coming out of the game and we'll talk about that in just a second was completely different than the way he talked about Josh McRae he just said cramps for Isaiah yeah he was just like oh just a cramp we just took him out just to cool off and not get hurt basically but I mean, Josh, he pretty much was right away just kind of like, well, we don't know. I don't think they know, though. They're not going to know right no. then and there. So, like, it could be something. We, I'm, He's like, got to get speculate, more tests. But you got to go see what it is. And if you're not walking, though, it's, it's – And that's why I have a hard time believing, okay, yeah. if he can't put much weight on it now, like, on a short week, what's it really going to change? Yeah. yeah. You know, I just I, – I don't know. But we'll have to wait and see on that. That'll be a big storyline going into next week. Uh, and the running back room there – was a little short anyway. Aiden Lawfrey, yeah, that's right. Not in the not dressed today at all. Uh, we'll see what his availability is going forward. Uh, I think the other one I saw that stood out to me was Jared Beatty. I thought he had a chance mm-hmm. to maybe get on the field today, and and he was not uh, in uniform either. And other than that, I think they were pretty clean overall. I saw T. Rod Edwards. He was questionable coming into training camp. He made some plays mm-hmm. late in the game. Uh, was not in the rotation early, but. 
I'm probably still just trying to get back and and uh, you know I don't I don't remember any other significant injuries today. There was a lot of cramping. It was hot on the field. It was hot though. Don't get me wrong. I mean it was it was warm down there. Uh, though I'm sure the press box was nice, Andy. But <laughs> it sure was. Yeah, all right. Yeah, sure was. Was. There in the air, air conditioning. conditioning. But uh, I think overall they got out okay. So we'll see what comes out of that next week. All right, defensively, I thought they picked up pretty much where they left off. Pretty impressive stuff for for a team that struggled with defense for so long in the Lovey Smith era. I mean, I saw so many games where they gave up four, five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred yards at Maryland. I'll never forget that game. Uh, it, it just, it, it was so bad for so long. And when that all things considered, Wyoming was going to run the ball. I mean, they're a running team first mm-hmm. and foremost. Now they were atrocious passing the ball, 30 yards passing in the game, uh, for Wyoming. That's it. Credit the Illinois defense for that as well. But I think holding Wyoming to 182 rushing yards is significant because this is a running team. I mean, they, that's what they were going to do. And, and I thought their back, Titus Sween, was, was pretty good. I mean, he goes 17 for 98. Um, but when you hold their quarterback, Andrew Paisley, to 5 of 20 for 30 yards, credit the secondary and the defensive line getting pressure on him and, and not making him comfortable. Yeah, and what's funny is that they didn't record a sack either. Like, we talk about Tommy DeVito <laughs> not being sacked. Uh, they didn't get one, didn't get sacked either. And he was running out of the pocket a lot. He was a quick QB. He had a couple of QB scrambles that, um, I mean, he ended up having 76 yards on the day. So we know that he can move pretty well, but coming into this year, I kept finding myself talking about the front eight, that, that defensive line and linebacker crew. Cause it was, it was interesting to me. Like you have a lot of new faces in there. There are new faces in the secondary as well. Uh, but they proved today like they should be the talking point for this Alana defense. What Ryan Walters and Aaron Henry have, the cornerbacks and the safeties doing, is unreal right now. Like you mentioned, 30 yards. And, you know, some of that can be the fact that he, the Paisley, was a backup Mountain West quarterback last year. Sure. I think a lot of it has to do with they weren't, he was, they were not giving him any room to complete any passes whatsoever. And Quan Martin had an unreal game. Three pass breakups, seven tackles, um, a couple of chances for interceptions that he couldn't come down with. I think we had four counter. Was that our counter at four? I think four that should have been. And Devin got the one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that could have completely blown it up there in in the game, but uh, I'm a fan of Quan Martin now. Like I had questions about what he was able to do. And, and what he has done at Illinois and really being consistent because he really hasn't like, that's, that's why true, he hasn't yeah. seen the field is because he hasn't been that consistent player that they can trust. I was impressed with him today. Uh, I thought Isaac Darkangelo was in way more than I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was impressive as well with four tackles and you know, some of the other guys flashed as well. I mean, I, I like you said, the secondary to me, we saw Taz Nicholson. He only played a half, but you know, he was that other opposite cornerback from Devin Witherspoon. And I think Witherspoon, I mean, that pick was a terrible throw. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Peasley underthrew that so much. It was right to Witherspoon. But he made the play and, and showed that he can flash a little bit there. Bryce, what did you make of the defense overall? Yeah, and you know, obviously you got to give credit to them because they didn't allow a single touchdown. So if you think about it that way, they had a good game. So 
Uh, only having two field goals, you got to give credit to your defense. But I also agree with the Quan Martin thing. I think we talked about him a lot and if he would be able to step up kind of into some big shoes and do a bigger role this year. And I thought he did really well. I mean, he was kind of all over the place. If you were ever like watching, I know I was up above kind of filming and I felt like every time I would like turn my camera and like follow the ball, he was there. Like every play he was there. So, which is really good. And like, he was constantly like a little gnat back there, which is awesome. Um, obviously not a little gnat. He's going to hit you hard, (laughs) but, um, but I thought that was really good. And I agree with you with, uh, the Isaac Darkangelo. Um, I thought he wasn't going to be on as much. I know Bielma mentioned him a lot, this training camp about getting some reps and everything, but thought he had a pretty good game as well. But yeah, I, I agree with the Quan Martin though. He, I thought he played really well. So I'm kind of excited to see if he's going to keep that up throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, that's big shoes to fill, you know, coming yeah. in with Kirby Joseph. Now he's side-by-side side with Sidney Brown. Quan playing the yeah. free safety today mm-hmm. a lot where he could just roam, like yeah. you said, and, and just go make some hits and, and make some plays. And, you know, I, I thought Sidney was fine, um, kind of quiet in that sense. I mean, They, it they must have like been avoiding game. him, I'd have to imagine. Because well, the way that yeah. we see Quan all over the field, they, maybe they were just weren't throwing at Sydney. Yeah, they were throwing the opposite way. Exactly. Quan was. Sure, yeah. And so, you know, and they weren't passing that much either. So it's like yeah. one of those things where, yeah. you know, they only attempted 20 passes. This was not a passing team by any means. So, you know, those secondary guys. And yes, Quan still has seven tackles to lead the team. But like, you know usually your leading tackler is going to be in double digits. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, um, they mixed it up defensively. And, and you know, overall, I think this is really, really strong for them to build on. If they, you know, like you said, Bryce, they don't allow a touchdown. Anytime you can do that, I don't care who it is. Uh, that's a really strong performance. And it's going to get tougher against Indiana. So, you know, can they learn from that? And I do think there is something really big to putting things on tape, too that they can go now evaluate something. Because there's certainly things to clean up. Penalties for me mm-hmm. uh, were certainly an issue in this game for Illinois. There were quite and a few offensive plays, like big plays that got called back yeah. because of penalties. The, yeah, there's a couple of them that were huge. Yeah, uh, Alex Pilstrom had a couple of penalties. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he... Maybe, you know, we talked about him at center. Is the moment too big? You know, this is his time, whatever else. Uh, I didn't see them rotating at center. I, mainly on the offensive line, it was just a guard, yeah, a uh, right guard that they were rotating into there, you know. But they've they've got to get the penalties figured out there because if you continue to play undisciplined football, like that's really going to hurt them when they get into Big Ten play, and that starts next week. So, uh, you know, we'll see if they can take care of a few a few of those issues, but. Um, yeah, overall, I think it was a really solid day. I think Illinois should feel really good about itself, and it's it's just about building on that now and, and um, trying to take the positives and continue to move forward. Yeah, and there are a lot of positives from this game, and to be honest, watching it, it, I think, met my expectations of where I, I thought the team was going to be. And I had, I don't want to say high expectations, but... I certainly thought that they were going to look a lot better than they looked last year. And I think that was certainly the case because, you know, last year for as many games as they won, they were playing ugly football at times. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, like really grinded out games. So Brett Bielema does though. That, that is what he does. But I think he'd like to not rely <laughs> on that as much. And right. I think, I think his hiring of Barry Lunny signals that, that he even talked about wanting to play tempo last year. And, you know, when that did not, to fruition and they got sucked into these really ugly grinded out games 
he made that change and he, and he brings in Barry Lunny. So we'll see how the, the offense evolves as the year goes on. Like you mentioned, they're probably going to unveil more of the playbook at Indiana, as you would imagine. Because um, a lot of today was just give the ball to Chase Brown and have him run up the middle. Yeah. And, if, and it worked. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> if it works, it worked. Don't just fix it. keep doing it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'll keep the rest of the playbook on lock then until we need to, to take it out. But, you know, I'm excited to see where the team can go from here with this as their base. Right? You always think of, like, the first game, like, all right, this is their base. You only grow from here. And I think what they put out there was really, really good. I thought they were fun to watch today, too. I mean, it was just a fun, like, atmosphere. I felt like they had just so much energy, and they were just – which is a huge thing. If you come in and you lose that first game, example, and then you go into Indiana, they already got their, you know, tail between their legs then. You know what I mean? So I think it's kind of good that they were able to get this first win um, in week zero, head into a Big Ten game against Indiana. I think that's going to just help them just to be able to have this game. A crowd of 37, 832. I don't think there was that many people there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I felt like that's what it's listed at price. I would say there was maybe 30 there. I could not 35. see the uh, west side from where I was in the press box. The, the west side is usually still. pretty full. Exactly, which is why I can't yeah. I feel like I can't make uh, a guess. Yeah, I couldn't see that. the whole bottom side underneath. The upper was, deck on the yeah. east was very sparse. Yeah. And I will give yeah. credit to the students. I was there just going to say if you go based off students. just the student section Full house. Yeah, well, sure. Uh, and credit to them. I think they had free tickets, but it doesn't matter. They showed up. Mm-hmm. And they, hadn't, they haven't shown up a lot in this my 10th football season. There's been a lot, a lot of games where that student section is empty. And so, you know, hey, okay, even if they had 35, that's, that's a start. Uh, Josh Whitman had said on Monday that he understands for them to get people in the stands consistently, they have to win. And so they go out and they win a game today that they should win. This is a game that Illinois mm-hmm. should needs win. to win mm-hmm. and that it should win, and it did just that. And I think that's a positive step in the right direction. So it all comes down to next week at Indiana to really get a true test of where this program is at under Brett Bielema. And Indiana hasn't like lit the world on fire here since a couple of years ago when they had a really nice no. season. Their win total is also at 4.5, just like Illinois. And I've said all along, I think this is a swing game. Friday night, under the lights, in Bloomington. There'll be plenty of good seats available there, I'm sure, as well. They're just looking forward to basketball season yeah, for, for Hoosier Nation. So we'll see what Illinois can do coming out. Uh, final thoughts, guys. How do you feel overall uh, about where your expectation was coming into this season and up until today from training camp to where we are today, Bryce? I feel like they kind of met my expectations a little bit. I think they have a lot of things they can clean up, but I feel like that's also a first game thing. You're, you know, you're going to have that. So I feel like though, I, that was the offense I kind of expected to see. They talked a big game about getting it to these guys and they got it to the guys. They talked about having a no huddle. They didn't huddle and just a quick high pace, fast environment for their offense. And I mean, they did exactly what they were telling us that they were going to do. And so, I mean, I was pretty much what I was expecting. And then, defensively uh you know honestly I thought well Wyoming didn't have the best offensive day but you know defensively I kind of thought maybe there'd be a touchdown in there um against Illinois but defense did better than I thought so I feel like uh, they actually maybe exceeded my expectations a little bit on defense wise yeah uh so my prediction in uh the pregame show was 38 10 look at you so I was four points off 
I was, I was very, very close. Hit the one number. I, I hit one, which is important. <laughs> didn't get the other one, though. Should I do my overreactions? Like, yeah. what, what would my overreactions be? I think this might be Chase Brown's last year in an Illinois uniform. 100%. He hopes yeah. it is. I, I, I hope for him as well because that would mean he had a really good year. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and I think he's probably going to get 1,000 yards again this year. He'd be the third person ever for Illinois to rush for 1,000 yards in two different seasons. Um, he's already moved closer into the top 40, I think, for career rushing yards at Illinois, which is crazy to think because he wasn't even necessarily the main back in 2020, his first like real season yeah. with the team. Uh, 2021, last year was really his first year as, as the feature back. Well, he um, didn't even play all the games. Remember, he was yeah, hurt he was early. Hurt. He missed, like, the, played sparingly the first four games of the year. Yeah, and he was able to get 1,000 last year, just barely. I think he's going to hit that mark easily this year. I came into the season thinking that Illinois has a chance to go to a bowl game, a pretty good chance, and I feel confident. Eh, maybe not confident. I feel pretty good saying today that I think they'll play in a bowl. All right. After watching that one. Overreaction? That was, those are my overreactions Underreaction. for one. There you go. Yeah. I like the Chase Brown talk. I think that's 100% yeah. true. If he's at 12, 1,300 yards, he is absolutely gone, and he should be. And he will be on an NFL team next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that is 100% spot on. And I think Illinois took a big step forward today. Uh, I don't say about it getting a bowl game, but they did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a positive thing overall. All right. You guys on your way to Indiana next week. Woo! Oh, jinx. Woo-hoo! <laughs> uh, and we'll do this again next week. Uh, we'll see where Illinois is at. Six days away, Friday night lights. We got high school football next Friday. We've got Illinois football next Friday, and we will turn the page to September and see where Illinois can come out of it. Uh, Real quick here, before we do that into September, they've got Indiana, Mm -hmm. Virginia, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. Three games in September. What's their record after September? I am going to say... Another overreaction? No, I'm going to say three and one. Okay, Bryce? I was going to say three and one. All right. Yeah. I think they lose one of the Indiana-Virginia Virginia. games. That's what I was thinking. But there's not an unreal chance that they're 4-0. No. I, yeah, I agree. I right. think so. Brendan Armstrong is back for Virginia. He's got some weapons, but they've got a new coach. Yeah. They lost a ton to the portal, and that game's at home. There's uh, there's uh, a chance it could be four right. when you go into Wisconsin, and that's a whole different animal. But I'd rather my September. expectations be like smashed uh, that they won four and zero. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> With that, I'd rather say three and one, and then they go four and zero. Oh, you know that's what I mean? Yeah, that's a good way of looking true. at it. All right, we'll see how it plays out. I'm gonna say they're pick one <laughs> four and zero. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I'm drinking. The, I guess it. I'm right. drinking the Kool Aid. You are more so than me. Uh, I'm hesitant. I don't know. I might get back to you next week. Okay. <laughs> Fair. And we'll go from there. They got to beat Indiana first. <laughs> exactly. For Bryce Beeman, Andy Olson, I'm Brett Barrons. Thanks so much for listening to the Three and One Podcast. We will talk to you again next week.